Over the past few years, this man's changed his rap name, started a collective, and released the EP, Heroes Eventually Die. Welcome to the Bar for Bar podcast, and my guest today is Kevin Allen. Thank uh, you, Kevin, you? for joining good morning, us. Good morning, man. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm good. That's good. And a hat. I like that hat. <laughs> I like it too, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually telling my uh, my significant other the other day, like, yo, this is my favorite hat now. I got to retire the other ones. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> All right, so you are joining us today to talk about your latest EP, Heroes Never Die, but, or sorry, Heroes Eventually Die. <laughs> I keep getting that one mixed up for some reason, but got a few questions off IG, but also just some general background questions. Uh, let's just start off with the IG questions because, like I mentioned before we start recording, just not a whole lot of them. <laughs> uh, so it's really just two. Uh, the first one I got was actually related to Grand National rather than Heroes Eventually Die. But it was something that I was going to bring, or I was going to bring up Grand National anyway. So the question is, do you feel the critique of lack of women on the project uh, twice on Sunday is a valid uh, critique despite open invites? Um, No, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I go into it with some level of empathy that people don't understand how putting together projects or albums works. I understand that. So I don't take a lot of things personal per se, but I do think it's um, unwarranted. Um, There's so many classic albums and there's so many albums that will never be classics that have no women on them whatsoever. And if they are, they're either being disrespected, they're either being um, used as place fillers or just kind of off to the side type thing. So even with having an open invite, a lot of women in the Bay that I've reached out to that were, maybe they just were busy, didn't fit the schedule, they didn't see the vision. I can't really speak to any reason why someone, a woman would not have, you know, decided to come. But the one woman that came um, for season one, Kate, she jumped on and she continuously and consistently showed up. So for me, gender didn't matter. Uh, race didn't matter. Like all those things didn't matter to me. When you're working in the studio and you're trying to put together a project. So it's kind of like, you know, you go to a restaurant and they serve burgers. You're like, well, how come you guys don't have pizza? Like, <laughs> well, Wu-Tang didn't have, or whoever else you want to name didn't have women and we're uplifting women in the rec. It's just kind of weird when people say that. So, yeah, the short answer is, yeah, it's a little bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> the other question that I got was um, just about your recording process in general. Like, how's that or what goes into that exactly? Uh, it changes. Like, uh, different artists use different mediums or a sketch artist might use pencil, then he might use paint, then it might be clay, it might be one line like Picasso went from drawing amazing realistic photos to just lines and, and abstract features. You know what I mean? It's just it's all over the place. Sometimes we go in there and, and we just freestyle it in the booth and punch in. Sometimes we take well with Grand National we take our time with um but that's 
that's not all the way true. <laughs> we just write it down because there's so many of us, we don't have the luxury of taking our time in the booth. So I'll just write my verse as quickly as possible so I can make sure I get on the song. Because <laughs> if I'm not fast, then I'm just going to get left off the song. <laughs> For sure. So that's kind of the process with that. But as far as heroes, um, I took about a day to write the first four or three, three or four verses. So I took a day a piece, maybe on each verse I remember, kind of just mm-hmm. making sure that the words were where I wanted them to and uh, the lines hit in the specific places. But most songs we just write in the studio on the spot and whatever it sounds like, that's what, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> That's kind of what I imagined it, especially with Grand National. Like, there's so many people there. You got to gotta get <laughs> your writing down and make sure you're ready when your time's up. <laughs> yeah. If you're not ready, it's over. You'll get left off. <laughs> All right. So those were the questions from YG. Now, let's just go into – let's start from the beginning, I guess. So for people who aren't too familiar with your work prior to Grand National, prior to Kevin Allen, uh, what uh, what sort of information do you got? You want to disclose, I guess, to them. <laughs> um, formerly Kirk the Jerk, Bay Area. Um, I started off just as an MC, as a producer. You know, trying mm-hmm. to craft my own sound, trying to craft a lane to be um, a regular guy slash. You know, rapper. I just, I'm just a rap nerd kid. So, you know, my first and my only publishing is, is Hood Nerd Music. My first albums were Hood Nerd mixtapes. Um, I just ran up and down the bay, passing out CDs and shit. And when that was a thing, so I just kind of been in it for a while. And you know, it's what I have fun doing. It's a very competitive rap person. You could probably hear it in, in Heroes. There's a lot of bars that are just for fans of words and there's some you know loves i'm trying to offer to folks as well but yeah just the rap kid man had some radio success um yeah that's it just sure. like this stuff fuck around with the music and the bars man right. so i'm on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> and uh what made you change your name to your actual name eric the jerk <laughs> well, from her, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, this was my actual name, man. My specific reason, and I know some some rappers do it. It's like, why well, did he go back to his girl? He's getting serious now. <laughs> it's like, you know, what I mean, I, I understand what it looks like to people who are just used to doing one thing, but that's kind of the thing. Like, one, I gotta rebrand what I would consider my personality you know what i mean like at one point in time that's that is what i was on and it was disrespectful it was a little bit of a jerk it was completely oblivious to how other people felt it was just you know yeah and then you grow up a little bit and i got way into art i got into education i got into just different for and i was like you know what i i did a photo shoot for architecture and the architecture photos ended up in a nice hotel in San Francisco, like super, super nice. And each floor 
if you got off the elevator, you would see a photo that either I or my homie Fly Commons took in maybe 15, 16 floors. Oh, that's dope. And I had to sign them all, Irk the Jerk. And I was like, oh, that didn't feel right. You know? <laughs> that just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Like, my kids are going to go, what? So it was just, it was just time. For sure. So you know, it, it, was basically, it was kind of like a growing up sort of thing then. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it was just time. It was just right. time. You know, you don't you know, wear the same shoes all your life, you know? For sure. Rebrand. I saw a lot of Coke. Coca-Cola gets a new can, you know? Puppy yeah. is Diddy. <laughs> you know? For sure. It just, it was time. <laughs> yeah, just, it was time, man. I couldn't die. It was just a ridiculous name. I couldn't. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not going to die and be like, the jerk was here. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess that was just a product of the times, too, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, you know, a long, long time ago. My homie in school, like, gave me this name. It was just mm-hmm. like, you know. But it was shout out. It was like, shout out to, like, Keep the Sneak. You know what I mean? It was like the jerk, Keep the Sneak. Like, it was very, it's like a, you know, yeah. it's like a Bay Area, like an ode to Bay Area, like, shit. Yeah, it's definitely My a very Bay Area sounding name. <laughs> yeah. That's so. And uh, I know you mentioned you were starting to get into art and stuff. Uh, I know that you're hell into photography now, too. <laughs> was that just kind yeah, of part of the whole thing? Or was that always uh, yeah. what was there? Always, like, maybe, you know, early teens, late teens. I was just into it. And I just wanted to take control of um, how my image would be portrayed. People start taking photos of you, and it doesn't look how the photos in the source magazine look the double XL look. <laughs> I'm like, man, this don't look right. So I gotta figure out how it works. So if I'm gonna be a you know what I mean uh, in the music industry I need to know what's good and what's bad and how to shoot a good video, shoot a good photo. So I just started like, you know, learning that type of shit. Sure. That's dope. <laughs> it makes sense. You gotta make sure you know what they're doing too. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some whack shit. Like, man, this is like, this is what you saw? Like, I can't put this on my album cover. This is terrible. <laughs> so I was like, man, fuck it. I'm going to learn how to do it. You know? Did you end up Learned doing some photo shoots for yourself then? Or <laughs> Yeah, the one that I posted for the, uh, being accepted into the Grammy Foundation thing. Like, I took that photo myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to uh, do yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, man. That's dope. Uh, I guess moving forward, uh, how did how did you get the idea to form Grand National? Um, or where did that sort of come up from? I wanted well the long the long version or the short version. Uh, let's start with what the short version. <laughs> we can short do both, version. But, you know, I know, so, I know some listeners is, tune out. You know, <laughs> yeah. Damn, for a podcast, that's crazy. They do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just give them both options, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I know people's attention spans are short, but you tune into a podcast and then tune out because the person starts talking too long. <laughs> See, this is, this is where the Jerk would just... But anyway, I was um in Atlanta and L.A. a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2014, 2015, almost moved to Atlanta, and um, but the way they worked and the workflow was so fast because they could just call a guitar player and then call another rapper and call a singer, 
2007 or so. I was in LA and I did a demo with um, 1500 or nothing, which is a crazy band who plays for like Stoop and um, just all crazy. They did Nipsey's last project. They, they're just incredible musicians. So one of my homies took me down there, introduced me to them and they would just pick up the phone and call people and they would just <laughs> pull up to the lab and just make the song bigger and better and bigger and better. So we go up to the Bad Boys and the Timberland, and I've never saw a documentary where it wasn't just hella people in the studio making a dope album. So mm-hmm. I would have people around me on my solo projects, but not not an influx of, of people at once. So I was like, yo, come to the lab and play some records. Like, everybody come through and play what you got. Like, let's just really work together. Let's really do what people say they do. And then that was it. It just just i don't know it came together and just started sounding like something so yeah there it is <laughs> so it, it was really just hitting people up and seeing you came through then right <laughs> yeah for real so that's what's up. and then obviously it's making sure that you guys can connect on a musical level too to yeah. some degree because not everyone has to have the same sort of chemistry but if other people in that room have chemistry that that's dope too right <laughs> it, it it really was like i don't want to miss being on this song like he's dope he's dope she's dope he's dope he got bars he got bars he wrote hella fast he didn't write at all he just <laughs> went in like so the the that's where a wolf is like we're not gonna ask nobody can we get on the song is it cool if i get on this your verse better be ready and it better be fire because you got somebody coming before you that's better, somebody coming after you that might be better than you. So you got to step up and meet the challenge. So it just makes everybody better around us. And then everybody's solo. You know what I mean? Everybody's solo and, and still cooking on their own. So that's what makes it uh, amazing. It's not. It's, that's why it's not a group. You know what I mean? We're not. I mean, yeah, technically we're a group of people, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like you're more like a a crew than like a specific yeah, like rapper. Yeah, like, exactly. And I'm sure having like well, I, I know just having a lot of people in a room during a sort of creative process definitely pushes you to do your best. So I'm sure that definitely added to the whole project too. Mm-hmm. And I know Twice on Sunday was Volume One. We are getting more volumes, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, seasons. Seasons. Right. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> so the, se- the seasons, seasons change. Things change. Hot, cold, kind of cold, <laughs> really hot, you know. So we'll see. We'll see what's up. I mean, we just, we did the behind the scenes mm-hmm. fairly quickly after season one to, to insinuate we have the capacity and the capability to drop music, quality music, very fast, at a very fast pace. And then, of course, Heroes and East Shore. It's DJ D Sharp, Money Draper, Brookfield Deuce. They're dropping a project. <laughs> Jane Hancock is dropping a project. Tim Green has already dropped. D Bledsoe has just dropped. Um, so, yeah, we have the capacity to put out a lot of music with the core the poor people that are waving slags for you. Yeah, because you guys are for sure busy. 
right. Moving on to Heroes Eventually Die. I have to ask, did you get the title from Outcast? Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> it's, it's just paying homage to Outcast, really. Is uh yeah, just been sitting on just sitting on that idea for a long time, just waiting for the right music that matched the um the frame of mind, the spacing, the time. You know what I mean? I didn't want to drop a project like that. Or when people were ignorant to themselves. Hmm. So I took a lot of time to kind of learn who I was learn what I wanted, learn what I didn't want as a, as a, as a rapper, as a man, as a, you know, father, as you know, all these different things. So COVID hit, you know, and I, I had this music and I was just working on it and kind of fine tuning it. And I just started shortening it up mm. and just decided like this was the, the dose that I wanted to like return with. It's been a few years since I actually put out some music. So I solo music. Nice. So it was just, you know, shout out to Outcast, man. Like big influences and just culture of rap. For sure. And then so does the title of the album, um, other than the Outcast relation, have a another meaning to you, I guess? Um, yeah. So for me, what it meant was when I sat with the lyric, it meant the hero that you believe yourself to be is going to die soon when you really become true and, and honest with yourself and my belief who I thought I was, whether that be Eric the Jerk, whether that be, um, I wouldn't say flawless. We all have, we all have flaws, but the ego tells you it's not your fault. The ego tells you it's, it's never you, you know what I'm saying? So for me, that hero has to die. You have to kill yourself in order to, be born again, you know what I mean, per se. Like, you know what I mean? Not not biblical, but to really come from that. And then also your heroes, where I'm from, heroes die. If you don't if you don't honor them, if you don't keep waving a flag, you wait till people pass away to give them their flowers, like they're gonna die. And then you're gonna be sitting there kind of like, man, I should I should have, I could have, well, how come I didn't? Why didn't I? All that type of shit. So it's it's both. However, you see whatever hero is to you, in a literal sense, they'll eventually die if you don't continue to raise their name up and praise them and give them their flowers. And on a personal tip, when you think that you're the hero and it's always someone else's fault, it's going to be a lonely fall. And you're going to die <laughs> <laughs> alone. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that that makes the context of the album make a lot more sense too just based on like the lyrics and everything like there's a lot of stuff that you touch on that's like referencing some of your past and then just other other people in general <laughs> so that's that's dope like that that description makes a lot of sense in the context of the album um, i know for some of it it was put on um the seed five, I believe it was. Was oh, that yeah, yeah. was that intentional? Like was that just like um like was that meant to be on this project or was it just it happened to be that Yeah, I wanna just give it was a small clip, this might be like half that that length. So me and Basta um came together and did that a while ago 
um, the seed project. Shout out DJ Boston and Roots and Branches. We um, we had already been working together, had a working relationship outside. Like we were both in education, mm-hmm. and we uh, ended up coming together and just making some music. He had the lathe cut, similar to a record vinyl, but just different material. So mm-hmm. it was uh, wearable, like playable art. So the more you played it, the less it would sound good. So it kind of wore down like a like a new shirt or a pair of shoes. Eventually, you wouldn't be able to wear it and play it anymore. So that was kind of the the concept behind it. So I knew that those we sold fifty copies of the the lathe cut as art. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a million pieces of art floating around. You have just a few, and then the people that have them have them, and then that's it. Like there is no more. So now. Some time has passed. I added more songs. This extended the project a little bit, giving new life. You know what I mean? And let, allow people that the other people who did not hear it because it's only fifty. Yeah. <laughs> um, let everyone else, <laughs> you know, hear what we were working on. For sure. And just well, keeping on that uh, subject, how was the recording process for that different? Because I know um, it's like it's normally well with the seed sort of things. It's like about five-ish minutes with a bunch of different beats. Is it just that Basta plays all these beats for you back to back and you just go, or um, like are these just parts of the the instrumentals that you chose to rap on? Or no, I mean I just I pick I pick the beats and then I figured out how to make them blend. Okay. So take this song. Blend it into that one. Take this song, blend it into this one. So if you listen to the first, um, up until last year and the year after, if you listen to them, the top to that song, they all just bleed into each other like mm-hmm. almost seamlessly. So that's that's the idea for me to just different beats at different times. We just put them all together for sure. And I did also notice on um, "Here's Eventually Die" that a lot of the tracks were fairly short. Was that intentional? Yeah, yeah, we just um because it was still it was still built in the seed um model as mm-hmm. far as shortening shortening the project so it could fit on the lathe cut album because only a certain amount of songs could fit. So I didn't I touched some of those songs and I repurposed them and I extended some of the verses and added different things to them so it could be a little bit longer and added more bars, of course, you know what I'm saying? For sure. <laughs> you know, but uh <laughs> Yeah, that was the whole. That was the whole. Um, the whole point was to keep it short. For sure, we don't want kind of what you're saying about the podcast. You know, we know people tune out <laughs> if you don't catch them. You don't catch them right away. Yeah, because everyone's so busy during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Staying indoors. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's actually one thing that I like tend to bring up in my reviews in general, just like how long the album is, because. I know so many people are just be like, oh, damn, this album's like an hour and a half. I ain't got an hour and a half to listen to this. <laughs> but, because, uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, sure. But <laughs> <laughs> if Irk was here, he would say, <laughs> you don't have to listen to albums all at once. Yeah. <laughs> There's no rule that says you have to sit down and press play and give an hour of happier time. You can listen to two or three songs here and there. Yeah. Whenever you choose. Yeah, there's no right way to listen to music. (laughs) Yeah, not anymore. You know what I mean? Right. But we definitely, like Grand National definitely is 
targeting the people that want, that love music enough to do so. If if a fan feels forced to listen to it for an hour and a half, then you're kind of missing the point. It's supposed to be enjoyable. So if you don't trust the artist or you don't like rap music, then you probably shouldn't listen to music. Go listen to something else that, you know what I mean? Whatever you like to do for an hour and a half, whether that be go shopping, arguing with your girl, uh, washing dishes, washing clothes. There's a million things you do for an hour and a half that are not productive. Like I'm saying, that, yeah. are just, that are just way worse than listening to music. So if you can't play somebody's album while you're doing tasks and shit like that, then you're just a fucking weirdo. <laughs> That's for sure. Because, <laughs> I mean, I personally tend to not, like, I mean, because I listen to albums just straight through. And I know a lot of times when it comes to longer albums, I'm just like, oh, man. Just because it's, not because I don't like the music. I just feel like a lot of times albums are kind of padded with extra songs that aren't really benefiting the artist, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh so I know, like, I, well, and that's one of the things I mentioned with the Grand National album when I reviewed it. It's like this, I, I wish it was longer. <laughs> like, it was like, right. I think 40 minutes or so, and I was just like wanting more still. <laughs> and that's, we just trimmed the fat. I don't want to sit through no weak ass shit. So when I play Grand National album, I'm like, damn, this song is weak. Take this off. <laughs> like, it's not even, a, it's not, that's why we kind of removed the egos. There's no sense in us fighting over a bar or a song or somebody's verse if it just doesn't keep up with everything else. And it has nothing to do with the individual or the person. Like, I'm gonna like, man, do I, need to, I gotta change that bar. That bar doesn't sound right. So we go back in and change it. That, that verse doesn't take that, shorten that verse up. I rap for way too long. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just trimming the fact, making sure that we show up how we want other people to show up for us. And we give music the way that we want to hear music. So I don't want to hear 15, 16, 18, 19 songs when eight are filler. Right. Just give me the, the, the 10. That's crazy. Give me those 10. Give me that, that nine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Unless everything you do is just crazy. Right. Yeah. No, then, that's, then that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, Michael Jackson or some shit. Right. <laughs> So getting back into Heroes Eventually Die, um, I'll just run through the track list and I guess just if you want to give me a quick description of what you were thinking about when it was when you're writing it or what the mm-hmm. track is about itself. Um, so right off the bat, Auntie Anita. Like, I picked up that it was about Anita Baker. But what else is going on with that? <laughs> um, we, um, we, you know, named it Auntie Anita definitely because she's just a staple and my music memory from you know early on childhood and she just being a voice of like reason and peace and calm she's one of the only women and only one of the only artists that are women that i heard apologize she has a song called i apologize and and, uh, (laughs) so i was like damn she's rare (laughs) and um but it's really just about um, bars. <laughs> it's yeah. really about bars. It's like it's it's chaotic. This is a chaotic time. This is a chaotic place. Like shit is wild right now. And that was one of the newer songs I was added to the to the seed that wasn't originally on there. And I just wanted to address things like straightforward, you know. So if you haven't heard me in a long time, 
I don't want this big ass intro. I don't want all of this shit going on. We're gonna get right to the shits, and it's I got it under control, man. You know, peaceful, calm, like how Anita sounds. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I know, like I know, you were just saying it was about the bars. Like it, it really is because there's, like I, there's just so many things to pick up on. Just <laughs> those random one-off bars that are just like. Okay. This is really a two-hour podcast. It just you don't your <laughs> fans, you know, they don't want to tune in. They don't. <laughs> I know I can talk about this stuff all day. <laughs> I heard I heard your review, and some of the things you went, you took a different way mm-hmm. that I didn't mean or intend, and I was like, oh, that's crazy, that's dope. And then some that you were spot on, and then some I was like, yes, and da 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 da. So there's so many different oh, yeah. <laughs> antennas that like spring from some of those things that you mentioned but that's what i like about hip-hop you got like it's literally poetry in motion like it's just there's so much to it like you can't really i mean you can leave it at face value but there's more to it than yeah that's not doing it a service yeah (laughs) it's not doing it a service at all go to a museum and just walk through and be like that's nice that's nice (laughs) That's nice, and then go home. Like you didn't really. Like, what did you get from this? Oh, I just saw yeah. the things. <laughs> that was it. Somebody drew some shit, and they put it in the frame, right? I'll get it, Museum. but it was there. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, you live and you learn. Right? Oh. For sure. <laughs> and the, I know, like again, <clears throat> talking about the uh, just kind of impressions or interpretations of songs. Like that's everyone has their own interpretation. So that's what I like about this too. Like everyone gets something else from it that like you said you didn't really necessarily intend but that's dope <laughs> yeah sure. um and then i guess the next track is jesus sandals uh so what's going Shout on with that jesus. One? <laughs> uh just god flow just you know just another just another slick talking slick talking song but <laughs> it's another uh, rap rap no, song. But yeah. yeah, it's just rap. I mean, it just, it's, it's just rooted in hip-hop. Like, it's just rooted in bars. Right. It's rooted in making sure that I'm sharp on my skills. And so I start the song, and I'm, you know, God flow. And <laughs> this is just what it is. Like, it's just the highest, the highest um, level of artistry that you could self-proclaim. So... I've always been a you know a fan of of words, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put words together. This is how we're gonna do it, and um, yeah, but no, it just goes into a lot. I can't think of like the bars off top, but it definitely goes into um, meaningful shit. Like it goes into how I feel about a lot of shit. I'm not some police lines in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it goes into like a lot of self lines, a lot of self reflection. Um, yeah, I just try to hit all angles. Just you know, some jabs, some hooks, body blows, some gunshots, <laughs> some, you know, if you're going to kill something, kill it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> you know? I really just like the line at the end, the the no love tour 412, though. And that's yeah. literally only because I was driving, like, right before the review, I was driving with my sister, and she heard that, and she's like, but why, though? <laughs> <laughs> How old is your sister? <laughs> she's 11. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's tight. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
that's tight. She's like, what about 13 and 14? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Does he have an issue with those numbers too? Who is this? Right. <laughs> I'm not have a conversation about numbers with this man. <laughs> yeah. That would tell her 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, buck 12, 13, 14, 15. <laughs> Every those are buck cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then um, the next track is Free Diamonds, which just based off the title, I thought it was like you got like gems for people to like pick up and learn about. But I actually I don't think I even touched about that. I touched on that on the review itself, but I'm sure there's more to it than that alone. That's, yeah, it's that. That's pretty accurate. Um, there's a line in the middle of the song says, uh, "When you mine it, then the diamonds are free." Um, there's some other shit before that that was fresh, but I don't remember. Um, but yeah, when you when you take your when you take your time to learn yourself and and to really dig through, you're gonna figure out that shit. You were the you were the guy the whole time. You were looking for other people. You wanted this. You wanted it to be perfect. All of this shit like that. But yeah, mind your own diamonds. Caveat. Diamonds are not the most expensive rare jewel ever. So you're you can feel like you're one of one if you would like to, but there's seven, eight billion people in the world. You really don't mean shit <laughs> at the end of the day. So there's just different angles to look at it. The same way you would do with a diamond, trying to find the flaws and all of that. If you really know about diamonds, then you know that the ones with the flaws are probably more rare than the ones without the flaws. And it's just these you know, it's just this self thing. So diamonds are my metaphor for, you know, humans and people and pressure makes, creates that and just the whole shit. So, yeah. Right. Kind of like how, or kind of like the idea that people themselves are the diamonds. They just need to, mm-hmm. I guess, mind themselves to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Mind, yeah, mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> like once you, once you take a look at yourself, you, you'll eventually realize that that's what you are. Yeah, flaws and all, you know what I mean? That's dope. Because it's, that, that's cool, because it, like, it touches on a lot of people's, like, not necessarily insecurities, but just kind of like what people are questing for, like you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, and our insecurities too, though. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, yeah, you're, you're questing for something. <laughs> you're looking for something, but it's it's within you. Yeah. Right, you gotta figure it out. <laughs> you gotta figure that shit out, and that's crazy because, like, you don't, or most people don't really pick up on it's within yourself until hell later, or like until they go through some things. So, the pressure, <laughs> right? That's really what the bars for this project are about. That's really what it is. It's, it's just that that rebirth process. I went through it and just kind of documented it and put it into hip-hop rap form without those bars it's still gonna be rapidly rap on purpose you know what i mean for the skill of rapping for the love of the skill and the, and the craft but my individual lens like the rarity of myself is just my story is just my story so this is how i'm telling my story somebody else you know tells their story from another angle i just went through a uh, re everything changed. My name changed. My my outlook on life changed. My everything. So I just rapped about it this way. I could have did it over R and B beats and made it a melodic 
you know, the Rebirth album on some weirdo <laughs> Kanye shit or something. I don't know. <laughs> Try to with a new wave. <laughs> yeah, man, but fuck all that. <laughs> We're going to talk. For sure. And I know um, throughout the project, you did mention just kind of like, or I don't think you mentioned directly, but you mentioned some industries issues or stuff in general. Like how um, how some people in the industry have like a connect essentially to move them up, but clearly you're independent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not even a connect, just to move them up, but the uh, want to be in the industry. Mm. That shit, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. um just the want to be in the industry though like chasing fame so Mm -hmm. myself grand national the 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 core we don't want fame like fame is weird fame (laughs) is fleeting it's like i don't know been popular since kindergarten i think ti said i've been popular since kindergarten use it lame to me like uh, we've we've been popular we've been I don't want fame. I want my craft to, to be important. I want rap to be respected. I want music to live. I want the things that I care about to to find a home in other people's homes and really like bring the ecosystem back, kill the ego. We want family to be a part of music. We want, we just, the industry is just, it's the Truman Show. Like we, we speak about that a lot. Like it's, it's not real. You know what I'm saying? It's just not real. <laughs> If you believe in it, cool. It's real to you. That's cool. To me, I saw behind the curtain really, really early, and I, there's a bunch of weird shit going on, and I closed the curtain. <laughs> and I was like, not going in there. So I understand it's a business. Then The music industry is a business. The music business. Learn your business. Understand your business. But it's also 2020. It's the wild, wild west. Yeah. You don't need the industry to create your own industry. You don't need it per se. It helps. But I'm on a podcast right now talking to you. <laughs> yeah. No industry. You know yeah. <laughs> you're works. just doing it for the love of the culture. Most like, yeah. that, That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. If you tuned out already, you just missed some jewels. <laughs> <laughs> you got some more free diamonds. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, Touching on the industry stuff, uh, like I was going to say, yeah, it's we're in a time where you don't need, you don't necessarily need a record label to do great things. Like you can put out great projects and great music without having to have that backing, as long as you mm-hmm. have the circle. <laughs> Period. Like we are the label. Yeah. Why would I ask someone, when can I put out my own music? Right. I never heard an artist go like, is it cool if I paint something real quick? You got to call his boss before he paints a picture. <laughs> and then they got to make sure crazy. it's all right. Like, now you got to do it yeah. this specific way. <laughs> you can't. Right, you right. No, I don't draw. Touch. Don't. It's crazy, man. That's crazy. It couldn't be me. So I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> it works for some people, though. Oh, yeah. It I works. Mean, Sure, now you even their, cool. their, <laughs> They're famous and they're, you know what I'm saying? If that's what you want. Yeah. yeah. Last year and the year after. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I really like this one because it was like, I just like when 
a rapper just has the beat cut and they just rap acapella. <laughs> Talk. But uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that 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 was intentional. But um, I don't remember if that was no. part of the seed at the end there. So it was like, so you can only fit five minutes on the the original seed with the lathe cut um, record. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't. So cut the beat, do a couple bars, and it's over. On this one, we can go as long as we wanted. So I'm like, I got that verse wasn't finished, but the beat still cut because mm-hmm. we timed it for something else. So when I went and retook the verse, I just added another 16 to it. Like you know what I mean? So it was kind of unintentional, but it was like, no, I got more bars for this verse, right? That no one ever heard that was in the studio with me so i was just like man fuck it i'm just gonna go talk <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's it but yeah, i was nice man. last year and the year after <laughs> so nah, i'm just a huge fan of whenever that happens honestly it's just because yeah, that's when the rapper's like hey you're gonna pay attention now <laughs> you have no choice now i got you hostage yeah. if you made it this far into the project yeah <laughs> I got you hostages. Now I'm just going to cut the beat and talk and make sure you hear because people, oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, I didn't understand that. It just goes over people's heads. So cut the beat. Hi, baby. How you doing? So my daughter's going <laughs> to. How you doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's dope, though, because, yeah, once you get, well, it's nice that it's also like pretty much halfway through the project, too. Because, like, people have been listening all the way through, and then you're like, nah, you, you have to listen to me now. <laughs> yeah. There's no choice. <laughs> all right. Um, then we got Michael Jordan, rookie card, with uh, D. Bledsoe. <laughs> How'd yeah. that one uh, come about? Shout out, D. Bledsoe. Um, that was also something that we worked on fairly new for the project. So we just wanted, um, I don't know, one of those things where the beat comes on, you're like, oh, shit, I got a hook for that. Oh, I got a verse for that. And then you just go in there and knock it out. It just felt, it was just natural. Called you blessed. So I was like, yo, man, I got something that sounds like vintage us. <laughs> sounds like what we used to do. Just off the old saddle or something, whatever. <laughs> then he came and did this, did this one-two thing. And, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, it's a dope song. <laughs> that's it. That hook just be getting in your head, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and shout out to E40, you know. I just want to chip, not the whole plate. You know, it's a lot of Bay Area references and a lot of shit that we say and do. People go, Did you mean to do that? Like, nah, like that's all of this is intentional. Like, yeah. all of this is Bay Area rap influenced, playing, playing homage, you know what I mean? We understand we, where we got it from. We just want to make sure that we continue to lift up those people. So, yeah. That's dope. <laughs> That's actually just what you mentioned, how uh, people are like, oh, did, did you mean to say that? Like, I feel like a lot of times when when people put something on a song like that, like they're, they probably did it intentionally. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially if it's a, a person who's more of a lyricist, like they, there's a reason for these words to be put this way. <laughs> yeah, like I think I had a line on twice on Sunday, uh, the one you're just talking about, like, I'll be independent for years. It was a turf talk line. Yeah. <laughs> and someone asked me, like, did you purposely do that? Like, 
Yeah, like I'm a, I'm a rapper. <laughs> of course, I'm I did. Rapper, rapper. <laughs> I definitely took that bar and, and and flipped it. Like, yeah. Shout out Turf Talk. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, with the Michael Jordan rookie card, like it's really just my understanding of it was like it's just to um, point out some rarities, I guess. But I don't yeah, know. I mean, just a slick exactly bar. what you're going for. <laughs> It was just a slick, slick bar. I was sure. watching probably The Last Dance or some shit when I wrote it. I don't <laughs> have a clue, but it was just you know. Sure. But also just saying, I don't want, I don't want everything, which is also rare. Everybody wants everything. You know yep. what I mean? I want the big house, the big car, the fan. I want this and want that and I want. But but why are you chasing it? You right. know what I mean? What's the reason that you want those things? And shit, I just want to chip, like you know. One percent of a billion—that's probably enough for you to live off the rest of your life. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It just depends on what what values you have. So we just gotta come from that angle, but still having fun, still being playful with it. You right. Know, saying that to a woman that you date, like <laughs> I fuck with you, whether you dolled up or whether you just chilling. Like, yeah, I got the model when she's super thick. <laughs> <laughs> We just we just passed those days. That's it. It's no it's no disrespect to models that are super thick. <laughs> <laughs> we just you know we just got past those days. That's all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess then we got higher with uh, Monty Draper and Jane Hancock. Um, and another one we put together pretty quickly. I was gonna say like it sound it it really sounds like something that came out of or could have come out of the sessions for twice on Sunday. Like that it had that sort of feel to me at least. <laughs> yeah. Well so me and Monty were probably I don't know, maybe a year ago. I don't know when it was. But we had the song and the verses, but we redid it the night before Heroes came out and yeah. sent it to Jane to get on it. And she sent it right back. Like I guess she might was already had she had already had her headphones on and be sitting at Pro Tools, got it, recorded it, came back so quick. Like, how did she do this so quick? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's and dope. Then, like, <laughs> and then we fucking uploaded it. <laughs> Put it on this shit. Because I like that hook so much. It's Yeah, I was going to say, like, her hook is hella dope. <laughs> uh, yeah, that shit is great. Shout out Jane Hancock, man. Mariah. She's dropping October 2nd. Yep. That's that's this week. <laughs> yeah, she's on the way, and she's on the way. This album's crazy too. That's dope. I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I think kind of like the rest of what I picked up on with that track was really just kind of what you said at the beginning, like being true to yourself and kind of like finding more about you rather than like what you're like what other people think of you or like what you're think you want to strive for like it's more like an introspective sort of look at yourself it just doesn't matter what other people think yeah it doesn't matter unless they're unless you're trading money and you're you know you're creating a system checks and balances and all that with your core friends and family and shit like that but seeking validation that's dead that is dead seeking places to be accepted that's dead like just create your own space so that's what we're pushing like a hundred percent a hundred percent because 
time is wasting and we, we've lost so many friends and family members and whether it's street shit, whether it's health problems, whether it's, you know what I mean? Un, just, just unmistakable events sometimes, just, you know what I mean? Like we've been through a lot of shit just as, as people and humans and in our crew specifically. So we're just not gonna keep asking to be, asking to be liked. Like this, you know, the things that we do are just for the people that are tuned in. So if that could be a hundred, that could be a thousand. Well, we're tuned in to those folks and that's what we're giving our attention to. Hmm. That's dope. <laughs> uh, and then the next track is The Seed, which is really, is it, I couldn't really tell because, I mean, I listened to the one off of uh, Twice on Sunday and then this one kind of back to back. Like, is it literally just the the second half of Cousin Faith <laughs> pulled out? Or? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. It's, um, those songs were created at the same time, Cousin Faith and The Seed, mm-hmm. but we are splitting them apart because that one was also part of the original songs that were going toward like this creative project for myself. And just one of the ones that I like, the guy Deuce on it, DV, you know what I mean? Just um, my connection to, to Nip was important. And yeah, I just I felt like that was a good spot for it to repurpose that. Sure. song and if you didn't hear it and you're just a fan of me you're not a fan of whatever grand national has to offer uh yes you are because i'm going to make you listen to deuce and i'll make you listen to TV. anyway because <laughs> you might not have heard it in that context like some people are just like now i only want to hear you that's why it's ridiculous so you know you're gonna listen to everyone <laughs> yeah, <sir. laughs> yeah man but yeah, that song that song is important to me. A lot of the scene, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely appreciate the uh, the Nipsey bit at the end too. Yeah. That was that was uh, because after like well listening through this EP, it's like it sat with me a lot more. And I was like, okay, that's that's like I relate to it in the way that he kind of goes about doing things, or like he was talking about at least. Mm-hmm. And so he basically sums up what I was just attempting to say. Yeah. <laughs> so and so much, you know what I mean? Everybody, some you got a bag yesterday. A lot of people had a bag. But we're trying to really go in and figure this out. So, yeah. Rest in peace, brother. You know? Yeah, he was, he was definitely a great influence. And I wish what happened didn't happen. But. Sure. Same. That's just how life goes. Yeah. So again, he's one of those heroes to me. Like, you know, I uh, got a chance to meet him, befriend him, and go on tour and talk to him and pick his brain. And before the major success, so to watch his climb to being Grammy nominated was incredible. You know what I mean? So and I know he just he just got it out the mud for real. A lot of people say that term loosely, but <laughs> Oh, I yeah, I watched him do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah, he had that hustle. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then the last track on this project um, was CP time, and mm-hmm. the way I took oh. it is really just how uh, 
how people think that black people run on their own time. <laughs> yeah, they they do think that. Um, that's kind of what that space was for in the middle of the, of the hook. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I'm on time even when I'm late. Like, I just took a bar off. It just didn't speak. Saying, like, man, I'm, you know, I'm nice enough to not rap if I don't want to and be late. But then, kind of to your point, yeah, CP time. You know, you all know what that means. And I took a long time to drop a project. Um, it's just a lot of references to time and lateness. And as a as a Bay Area rapper, I, you know, I live in, in Oakland. I'm outside all the time. When you dropping new music? When you got new music? When you going to drop something else? Oh, where you been? And I understand that those people aren't really fans. Those people are just people trying to have conversation. They don't really check for the music. So, but, oh, I just dropped Grand National. We just dropped three hours. You're not really checking for the music. You're trying to create small talk. So for them, it's like, I'll, I'll be late. I'll be, you're going to miss this anyway. This isn't, you know what I mean? This isn't for the fickle fan. Right. It'll come when it comes and yeah. looking for it or not. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it kind of, like, the other, the other way I took it was, like, whenever I get there, I'm on time. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, like whenever it happens, it's it's the right time to happen. <laughs> whenever. <laughs> Today, tomorrow, next week. If you fuck with me and my music, it doesn't matter what time I get there, you know? Yeah. Kind of like all the fans of other artists who are just like, man, he ain't dropped something in hell long. Where are you at? And they just keep bothering them. <laughs> like, When's Kendrick gonna drop? <laughs> you're gonna buy it if he yeah. drops today or two years from now. You're gonna go, oh, it's Kendrick. I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, like it. Time if you are really it. a fan of him, like it will drop when it's appropriate, and you, you know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. That's that was the last track on the album. Was there any particular reason it was listed as a bonus track? <laughs> um. Yes, because sonically, it wasn't it wasn't in, intentional. Like mm-hmm. the first seven were kind of intentional how they fit higher, also kind of fit in there um, better than I expected earlier on in the process. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I just kept adding, going through my emails. Oh, I got this song. I got that song. Well, this song kind of fits to this song. And I just, you know, just sitting on, I'm like, I'm not going to sit on no, no music. I'm not going to sit on no songs. <laughs> so here, I had this one. I could have kept adding more songs, but then we get into what we talked about earlier right. <laughs> as of just adding so much that it's not, it's, it was meant to be a, a sit down and just get immersed in words for 17 minutes. And it's less than 20 minutes. So now if you say, oh, I don't have time to listen to this project <laughs> or now you're just not a fan and I can weed out the people who don't fuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> but if you fuck with me, that 17 minutes is not enough. Right. So you want more and you want to, you want to replay value. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. So that was the project. What other, uh, what other plans do you guys have coming up for, well, you personally, but also just grand national. 
I know uh, Jane Hancock's mm-hmm. dropping some stuff, and then there, you do have like a pipeline <laughs> in, in motion. <laughs> yeah, just new music. Just keep dropping new music. Uh, Grand National merch. The vinyl is out now. Um, I think you might have bought the last hat. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I just I just happened to be on the website when <laughs> there was a stock. <laughs> so yeah, like the hat, the shirts. We got new, there's new shit coming, man. Just new merch, new vinyl, new new projects. Uh, East Shore, Jay Hancock, Heroes Eventually Die, D Bless OC, Champ Green Seed. Um, behind the scenes is out. The live album is out, and season one is out. So there's no shortage. If you're tapped into what we got going on, there's no shortage of bars. Jane Hancock, Kate, this is, they're, they're holding up the, the melody end of the spectrum. They're just amazing artists and musicians. Like Jane records herself, like, you know what I mean? Like she records, she knows how to craft a song. One of the best songwriters that I've met personally, and I've you know, met a lot of people, but she's, you know what I mean? She's one of the ones. Same with Kate. Like she's a musician. She's going to pick up the guitar. She's going to play the piano. She's going to teach you voice lessons. She's just an incredible musician. So everybody, I mean, shout out to Squad, like Brooksville, Deuce, Monty Draper, um, Ian Kelly, Black Achilles, you know, Password, Basta, myself, Open Hearts, Goddamn Champ Green. Uh, the list goes on and on. I can't even think of everybody. I hate when I do that because I can't think of everybody. I know you can't just list a couple of them. You got to list all yeah. of them. <laughs> you got to list all of them, man. Shout out to, to all our affiliates, you know what I'm saying, that are connected, yourself. You know, everybody <laughs> that's just that's tapped into what we got going on. The, the fellows at Hyro, you know what I mean? It's just subdivisions where you're trying to keep building this culture, man, and building this ecosystem and sure. spreading it around. So I appreciate you, bro. Of course. I appreciate you for being on here. <laughs> Straight up. I will, Ed. I think that that about wraps up all I got. Um, is there any other sort of thing that you want to mention or shout out? I guess I think you did a pretty good yeah, job just, already. But <laughs> heroes eventually die on all your streaming platforms, man. You can also go to the iTunes Store and purchase the project for seven dollars and ninety cents, something like that. Um, the reason why we push that is because I need like. 300,000 streams to equal seven dollars yeah so it would just be easy for you just to go purchase the project and keep the art going so i ain't gotta be out here robbing banks to make albums you know what i'm saying <laughs> just, Can't be <laughs> yeah you know what i mean it's ridiculous you see how that turns out sometimes so Shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's it man heroes eventually die man live the live album is out um, Grand National Season 1 behind the scenes, man. That's what's That's up. it, man. Well, thank you for joining me. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, let me know in the comments below what you thought of this album, because it's a dope-ass album. And like I said in my review, you got 17 minutes. Go listen to it. <laughs> yeah. That's a ride to work, man. For real. You can't even get to the grocery store in that time. <laughs> Just play it. Yep. Tell your uh, friends. Yes. <laughs> Spread the word. Spread the love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.